Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton, Bob Stopper, Brendan S. Scott with you. Ashley Fine Floors text line, Brew Crew, regular texture to the show, says, Bob, I like the Edmonton bubble profile more than Toronto. Use a mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Now watch some hockey. Maybe in a uh, drive-in theater type style. Physical distance can be maintained, and we keep everybody safe. Yes, there's economics around it, too. I want the NHL to survive, and no revenue means the NHL gets very, very weak. That is a terrible idea. I only hope the NHL gets the formula right, and Edmonton should be that fit. That's from Brew Crew. David Staples from the Cult of Hockey on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Hello, David. How are you? I'm well, Bob. How are you doing? Good. What a difference a week makes, eh? Yeah. Suddenly, we we just had an absolute avalanche of news, and most of it really good news. All of it really good news. I mean, congratulations, Edmonton. It looks like we're the hub city, not just for the first round, but for the whole playoffs. So, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, you, you're you covering COVID-19 for Post Media here. Uh, you know the numbers in Alberta. We discuss them every day on the show. It's remarkable, David, how if I just give raw data, even that gets questioned by some out there. Uh, some very, it, it's, it's a very politicized story, isn't it? Unfortunately, because really, we, we all face this in, a, in not necessarily an equal way, because some people are more susceptible to uh, suffering real damage from the disease, possibly death from the disease, the disease than others. But we all face it. It's all in, kind of an intensely personal story for us, because we could all get this disease, and we're all kind of fighting it together, working on containing it together. And uh, the good news is that in Alberta, compared to most other North American jurisdictions, we've done a really, really good job. So credit to Dina Hinshaw, credit to the Alberta government, and credit to everyone in the province, because I think Albertans have been really diligent in social distancing. And I've noticed recently a little bit when I'm out in public, it's getting laxer out there. I saw three people coughing in public, like walking around coughing, coughing, coughing last week, and it it kind of blew my mind uh, to see that. So stay home if you're sick. But I think we've done a really good job, and we, you know, some people aren't too excited about this. I'm personally excited about it, and we've been rewarded with this, uh, this outside organization. The NHL has said, yeah, Edmonton, 
Alberta, you've done a great job. We're coming there. So I just think it's a real uh, uh, kudos to Alberta and Albertans. I'm going to read you a stat, David. The Currently, the province of Alberta, uh, cases per million population. So uh, Alberta, there's four U.S. states that have better numbers than Alberta. Fewer cases per million. Four U.S. states. That's it. Those states are West Virginia, Alaska, Montana, and Hawaii. The last time I checked, none of them are in the NHL. Uh, so the, the other, so basically, the 24 U.S. teams that are in the other 46 states, they do not have. Uh, you know, Alberta's got a lower case case rate, and as you know, Edmonton only makes up 12.5 percent or 12.6 percent of the province's positive cases, and this this province has tested the most per capita. Like those are numbers. I'm sure there came a point with. Uh, and we'll have Andrew Cogliano coming up, David, a little bit later on. But there came a point here where reality set in in terms of the challenges with COVID-19 and just the case rates and the statistics would suggest, uh, you know what, Edmonton makes a lot of sense. I think they're all thinking Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. But I think they might have had Vegas kind of when they go there in the winter in mind when it's warmer there, it's nicer there, and there's lots going on. In the summer, uh especially when there's an airborne disease that can be spread through air conditioning. I think it kind of finally sunk in with the players and others that maybe best not to go to Vegas when you're stuck inside on 40 degrees Celsius days, day after day. Let's, you know, everyone talks about safety coming first, but sometimes I think it gets set to the wayside for, let's say, protests and uh, Trump rallies and other things like that. Both sides of the political spectrum have definitely bent the rules in a way that um, are significant. But I just think safety really sunk in and Edmonton was clearly the best choice and both Edmonton and uh, Toronto have both focused Alberta and Ontario on on a ton of testing Bob Uh, even more so than BC and I wonder uh, if in in fact Edmonton and Toronto weren't the best destinations because these events to pull them off you're going to need a ton of testing and you can't have a situation where the testing of players coming in for an outside event is put ahead of the normal citizens of a place that there's not going to be a whiff of that in either Edmonton or Toronto because anyone for any reason can get a test here. So the amount, the, the uh, huge amount of testing that's going to be needed for the NHL playoffs should not be an issue at all, which is a good thing for this event. Yeah, I read you that stat in terms of cases per million. Uh, if if you looked at Edmonton instead of looking at the province and then compared Edmonton to the other U.S. states, yeah. the only state that's got a lower case rate per million population is Hawaii. That's it. So that that should, puts you to the, the sort of the range that Edmonton's in, and Hawaii is not even tested at sixty five percent of what Edmonton's tested at currently in the market. So uh, for what it's worth on that front, all right. Uh, how, how would you respond, David, to the individuals that are texting the show? We've got a couple people. I don't care. I don't want it here. Shame on you for promoting it on Oilers Now that, uh, you know, if anybody dies, Bob, you have blood on your hands because you've discussed this. Uh, we got a lot of uh, negative Nellies out there that just, I, I'm sure these people don't want anybody returning to work. They don't want the economy moving at all. Uh, who knows? Maybe they get up at, you know, 1130 each day, and I'm not talking because they work shift work. Uh, but give me your thoughts on that. 
Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah, I just listen. You get these. Sitting, you get you're these. Sitting there saying stuff like that, Bob. You, 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 maybe you're at home and you don't have to go out because of your job. But there's people out there who have been out there from the start. You know, food workers and people providing you food. You know, making sure your home is heated with power. Uh, making sure there's policing and, and ambulance services. There's all kinds of people out there, and and you're are you you know for those people I'd say are you are you perfectly content just to be safe in your own home while other people uh, serve you? Or like are you some kind of king where the rest of the world's going to serve you through this crisis and you get to stay in your home and not do anything? I mean, people, we've got to as much as possible and as reasonably as possible get on with our lives, and that includes the NHL. And and you know what? I think that you know this whole world's kind of going crazy right now, partly because there's no healthy distractions like pro sports. Pro sports serves a really useful purpose in, in uniting us all, giving us all kind of a common thing that we can talk about and not lose our minds necessarily like, like we always do with politics. So I think there's a real value in pro sports in terms of just being this fantastic um, thing that brings a community together. And I hope that's what this does, uh, this event does for Edmonton, and I think it will. All right. Uh, now, the return to play is also tied to CBA extension moving forward. Are you concerned about the owner's salary cap moving forward if we have a flat uh, cap at $81.5 million, Dave? I'm not. Uh, so it's it's going to be the same as la- uh, this this year. So they, they have a number of players to sign, but I think like Andreas Athanasiu, Tyler Ennis, Patrick Russell, uh, Matt Benning, Ethan Bear, Mike Smith, uh, and others that they're going to have to bring back, but I think within the they have, they have about 10.5 million uh, to play with to sign those players. That I think they're going to be Bob. What I'm worried about isn't this coming season for the Oilers, but the next year when they have to sign uh, Kyler Yamamoto, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, possibly Adam Larson. Uh, Chris Russell's contract is up as well. So those are some some players, and conceivably, I mean Yamamoto might get a fairly large raise. Nuge might get a raise. So. I just don't see how they're going to be able to play significantly in the free agent market. And if they want to retain Nugent Hopkins, if they want to retain Yamamoto, and going forward after that, the other young players who are bubbling up and deserving of more money, I just don't see in the next few years with this flat cap how they're going to be able to find room for any kind of major free agent addition. Yeah, well, I think they're going to have to grow it internally. They're going to have to continue yeah. to draft and develop. Uh, you know, I'm taking a forward in the first round if I'm the Oilers, and I've already got a defenseman in mind in the third round. That's me. I'm not Tyler Wright, uh, but I believe in taking a defenseman in the second or third round and buying that defenseman some more time. We saw with the Oilers' 2015 draft, Caleb Jones, fourth round, Ethan Bear, fifth round, uh, sixth round pick, and John Marino. You can find defensemen late if you do a good job. And there's a guy I've got in mind in the uh, third uh, round that makes a lot of sense. Um, on the back end. Look at Jeff Petrie, second-round draft choice as well. Uh, so it's going to be intriguing. I mean, when when you mentioned Nugent Hopkins, I don't know how much of a bump he'd get in a flat-cap world. To me, the numbers kind of make sense where he's at right now. But I know this. Oilers fans love Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and they want to see David. They want to see him get an extension side. They definitely do, but I agree, Bob. So I think one of the things that might flow out of this, because of all the uncertainty around this, is we might see Nuge and uh, Larson sign if they're going to sign, and they, I think they, I think Nuge definitely will, or probably will in Edmonton. It'll be, it might happen later though than sooner, because they just everyone has to suss out what league economics are going to be, and what the market might be. So I think that instead of Nuge signing like he might have like today or or the next day, because he's now eligible to resign, it might take a little longer we might see it done halfway through next year when they get a better sense of 
what the revenues are going to be because if there's if you can't have fans in the stands next year i mean the revenues just absolutely crash so uh, that's going to affect everyone's um, negotiating position going forward and it, especially if there's uncertainty even even the year after which there might be so all right uh, david how do people follow you uh, at d staples on twitter great stuff thanks for your time Thanks, Bob. From the Cult of Hockey, that is David Staples. It's 143 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. We'll tell you the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. And now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stauffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. When we come back, Andrew Cogliano from the Dallas Stars. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. 147 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, this day in Oilers history, I remember it well. Brendan S. Scott, bring it. All right, man. Uh, back in 2008, Daryl Cates is officially introduced as the new owner of the Edmonton Oilers during a news conference at Rexall Place. He purchased the team from the Edmonton Investors Group for $200 million. Yeah, you should go take a look at that uh, video sometimes, Brendan. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, well, without further ado, a guy that was part of the uh, Oilers hockey team in 07 08. Uh, he has had a lengthy NHL career. He's currently with the Dallas Stars. We welcome back to the show former Oiler Andrew Cogliano. Hello, Andrew. How you doing? Bob, how's it going? Good. Uh, are you back down in Dallas? Yep. I'm in Dallas. Uh, got here last Sunday or Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So I've been here since. Yeah. Have you been able to get yeah. back on the ice yet? Yeah, I skated the last two days, um, and uh, yeah, it's been good. I was skating in Calgary earlier uh, for three weeks, so um, the last couple of days I've been on the ice. Okay. Um, well, uh, we're in the situation that we're in right now. Uh, I know there was, I believe there was an NHL PA conference call today. I talked to a couple other players before the show today. Uh, you know, we're hearing Edmonton and Toronto. I'd like to get, if you don't mind, uh, if you could shed some insight on your perspective on that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't on the call today, but um, I've been on the last couple of days and or last uh, over the last little week, and um, I, I think that's exciting. I think it's something that uh, I know as a player, I'm I'm definitely really um, happy about. You know, I, I don't think. I don't think there's two better places to have this, to, to be honest, than Edmonton and Toronto. I think having it in Canada is um, is not only going to be great for us as players, but also great for the cities and and um, and great for the country with everything that's going on. So um, I know the people in Canada and definitely know the people in Edmonton, and, and um, I'm happy for them because I think um, this will showcase their city and so will Toronto, and we'll get an opportunity to play in front of people that... Um, people and fans and 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 cities that really appreciate hockey which is great even though there won't be fans in the building there will still be a vibe in those cities that's what you're saying I, yeah i i think it's really you know really important that we we have that outside the rink and we as players know what's going on and like i said i think in toronto and, and edmonton you're you're going to get a lot of media attention you're going to have people watching and you have people that really care so you know, for not having fans in the stands during playoffs, which is going to be, 
I don't know. I don't really know what it's going to be like, but um, knowing people really care outside the rink and knowing it's it's something that's being watched and um, I think will be something that players can draw on for energy-wise. Uh, we heard so much about Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Uh, shed some shed some insight, and I don't know if you speak up on these conference calls, uh, but things obviously moved away from Vegas. Their numbers spiked. You're in Dallas. The numbers there are six guys from Dallas FC soccer tested positive here in the last 24 hours. Uh, are the players aware where the COVID hotspots are and are not right now, Andrew? Yeah, I think they are. I think everyone knows what's kind of going on. Um, and, you know, I think you just have to be safe. And, 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 you know, to be honest, you do everything you can, you know, even with my approach at the rink and, and everyone's approach, you know, you do as best you can and you be smart and and, and um, you take precautions that really you, you never have when you were at the rink before. Um, and you just... And you, and you continue to get through it, and, and hopefully that all is good, you know. So um, I know we're in a different, you know, area than, than where you guys are and a lot of the people in Canada, um, so it's a little bit different. But, yeah, I think when we were talking about Vegas, I think Vegas had a really strong push because I think they really had an idea that they were going to create a hub um, and something that was very um, locked down from everyone else. And... You know, the only you know I've been on the calls, and and I think a lot of guys deserve a lot of credit for the amount of work they put in um, on these calls and getting this to where it is. I, I you know I wasn't one of those guys. I think a lot of guys were on calls all day long that deserve a lot of credit for the work. Um, you know, I've said a couple things, and I think one thing I said was just I do believe that we should be in the safest areas to to have this go through. Um, I was my kind of point was you know if we could go to the two safest or narrow down where the safest places are and, and have this so we could go there and really focus on hockey. I think that was kind of my perspective. And um, and like I said, with being a little bit biased in terms of knowing how important and how energetic the cities would be, um, you know, I thought playing in Canada was our best scenario. So uh, I'm happy. I, I think a lot of guys are happy, and I, I know guys in our room um, are excited too because – you know, it's it's going to be a big deal, and that's what you wanted for playoffs. Um, were there players concerned? I mean, were, were, ice. I mean, you've lived, you've been here during the summer. You know how tempered it is. It's not too humid, uh, and even though you know it's a new building at Rogers Place, and sometimes it takes some time for uh, to get a total handle on you know improving ice conditions and stuff. But is Edmonton advantageous also because of the fact that the practice facility is right there? The you know. Uh, the main arena, you know, the weather that's here during players have perceptions out they come in and maybe it's minus 12 when they land in Edmonton and then they bust through snow to get into downtown Edmonton for a game. It's a completely different experience here in the summer, isn't it? I think so. I, I, I don't think players, I think, like I said, I think it's exciting for the city because I think now players will, um, will see the weather and, and at Edmonton, like really a lot of Canadian cities, uh, cities and all of them, they're, they're beautiful places to be in the summer. So, um, you know, I think in Vegas, you know, I'm, I'm obviously sure the, the people for the ice would be going, working overtime to make sure the ice was good. But I do think that was a concern, you know, for, you know, when you're playing a lot of games in, in a certain amount of time and you're playing back to back, you know, the ice conditions really matter in terms of how your hips feel, how your groins feel, um, you know, people take that for 
for granted sometimes, but it really does matter. It, it, it creates another element in terms of how your body's going to feel when the ice isn't as good as it needs to be. So, you know, I think in Edmonton, just the weather in general is going to only help that scenario. And, you know, if I know how the people there are going to operate, it's going to be, you know, as much as they could possibly do um, to make that ice go well. So I like the idea of having the, the practice ring beside too. I think that's something that's pretty advantageous in my perspective because you could just walk across and you're in the practice ring as well and you're not really bussing anywhere. So um, I think that was one thing that really helped their case too, which is, which is good. All right. Hey, look, uh, we got to run. Thanks for the time, Andrew. Uh, continued success. And let's hope that everybody uh, gets into their respective uh, training camps and, and teams are healthy when they make their way to the uh, hub cities. And hopefully we get some sort of uh, announcement here from the NHL shortly. Okay. Sounds good, Bob. Thanks, guys. Hey, thanks a lot. That is Andrew Cogliano, former Edmonton Oiler, currently with the Dallas Stars, 155 in Edmonton. And that wraps up the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. Uh, i got to go back to the script here, just a sec. Um, we will tell you that uh, coming up on tomorrow's edition of the show, we will have Steve Coolius from NHL Network Radio, Sirius XM, joining us. Uh, Jack Michaels, the Oilers Radio play-by-play voice. And George LaRock will be on tomorrow's show as well. What's coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? You're going to hear from former Edmonton Eskimo Jed Roberts, 1993 Grey Cup champion, as well as uh, Canadian and former PGA Tour player uh, Richard Zokol. Am I getting that name right, Bob? You got it. You got it. It's Richard Zokol. Good job. You'll hear that tonight. All right. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of the Rob Breckenridge Show out of CHQR 770 in Calgary. Stay safe, everybody. Have a terrific Thursday. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.